Welcome to Corporate Podcasting Smarter. For business communications, training, and marketing, Corporate Podcasting Smarter is for enterprise-level and professional organizations and is an official podcast from Podbean. We feature interviews with industry experts, learning and development use cases, podcast network advertising best practices, and helpful tips for how to get the most out of podcasting within your organization or media network. Hello, and welcome to Corporate Podcasting Smarter. This is Norma Jean Belenke, Podbean's Head of Events, and today's episode is a replay of our live event, Internal Podcasting for Learning and Development, featuring our Director of Communications, Shannon Martin, who's also a Corporate Podcasting Specialist here with us at Podbean. We'll get into how organizations can use internal podcasting for learning and development, use cases, real companies that are using this technology, metrics, accessibility, and how to create an overall impact within your organization. Stay tuned, and here we go. Hello, Shannon. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, one of my favorite topics, so we'll have fun today. Yes, internal podcasting. So let's get into it. First of all, what is internal podcasting? Because we all know what a podcast is, right? You're listening on a public directory. You know, you're sharing links with friends. You're subscribing to shows. What does internal look like and what are the differences? Yeah, the thing that's interesting is it's basically a use of the medium in a different way. So the podcasts could be very similar uh, in, in nature, the structure, what you're, you know, if you listen to one, uh, it, it could be, uh, it could kind of be internal, external, but they're focused to some kind of closed audience when you don't want the podcast to go out to the public. So your tar target audience is uh, whether it be members or employees. I think today we're talking about learning and development, so that usually would be employees. So it's focused yeah. internally. And therefore, the it's not put out on all the different podcast directories. It's secured in some way. We have a yes. specific platform at Podbean that uh, makes sure that it's delivered very conveniently and securely so, so that people can still listen in an app, you know, that we offer that has all the great features because we, we're we're podcast app people, so we, we know how those work and we, we've spent a lot of time on developing those. Um, so it develops a nice, it provides a good user, user experience, but keeps them you know, just going to the people that, that it's intended for. And so, yes, they're used a lot for employees and it has some of the same benefits as, as any kind of podcast, being able to learn and grow and uh, stay connected on, on the go and, and easily and have you know, kind of knowledge right at your fingertips. Absolutely. And I just really want to talk about the user experience really quickly, because when we're talking about an internal podcast, like, how does somebody listen to one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, this is really key. We were just, our team was just at a conference, ATD, Association of Talent Development, where we've done a lot of speaking and writing and things. So we've just talked to a lot of people in this role of L&D. Yeah. And a lot of them have started doing podcasts, started recording them, and they, they love the idea and the medium. But a lot of them start out by putting it on an existing tool. So they have a learning management system, an LMS or an intranet. And quite a few people were talking to us about this exact point that they felt that the podcasts were good, that they were developing, and that they had been asked actually to provide it 
in this manner in a, in a podcast. And so they know there's a need and a desire, but they, by putting it on a system that wasn't made for podcasting, they were experiencing a lot of blocks for the users. So people have to, you know, have the multiple kind of login system and they're yeah. not made for playback of podcasts. So it didn't have a player where you could skip or rewind or pause or pick up listening again. If they were yeah. on a walk, they couldn't listen because if the screen, you know, kind of goes dark, like it does, it shut it down. This is, I actually heard this from someone months ago that he was like, we want people to be able to listen in the gym or, you know, take it. We have a, uh, I think they actually had a company gym. We want them and they, they can't really do it well with that system. So it's, it's one of the factors of how you deliver an internal podcast. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, obviously the content is probably the first, you know, consideration, uh, and the user experience is, is going to be, yes. you know, the, a key, a key part of that as well. And that's kind of the missing link at a lot of companies right now from what we hear. Yeah, absolutely. And just making sure that that content is both secure and accessible. So from the user standpoint, they're going to use an app um, with internal podcasting. They're going to use an app that's secure. So it's a little bit different, right? Where it's not external. <laughs> You're not broadcasting things. <laughs> out into the world, it's really internal. And so the only people who have access to that content are those who explicitly are supposed to have access to that content within your organization. And yes, that would definitely. be through, yeah, absolutely. And that would be through a secure app in general. In general, So we have the Podbean Pro app here, which we can talk about later, which is fantastic. <laughs> and, um, you know, or custom white label apps and stuff like that. So in general, within the field of learning and development, how are programs currently being implemented? And what issues do other solutions like an intranet maybe have that podcasting solves? Yeah, I think uh, learning and development programs vary widely. A lot of a lot of training and that kind of thing actually, you know, takes place or took place in person. So, you know, I have a day long training that I go to. I have onboarding, these kind of things. And of course, a lot of that has gone virtual, not just because of the pandemic, but even before uh, really kind of creative programs with different learning components. Uh, companies are doing things around micro learning so that you have these chunks, small chunks of information mm. when you them and you learn different skills. They obviously work on leadership development. So these can be anything from an in-person events to virtual trainings, videos you go to on demand. I mean, there's quite a wide array of training uh, and learning and development resources. And at this conference where we were, there's many learning management systems that help them track and put all this content out there. So that's that's been, you know, what an L&D program you know, is it's, it's consistent. Yeah, traditionally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and traditionally, and then also, you know, they're moving into new technologies and they're using yeah. VR and AR and all kinds of things. But yeah. I think where the sweet spot is for podcasting with that is that there are pieces of, of that. It doesn't, podcasting will not replace the whole learning and development program, but it's a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Uh, and to give people that accessibility, uh, that, sort of following along with that micro learning component, that access at their hands for new information, for what they need when they're going into a situation that day or dealing with something new, or they did maybe a big training in the past, but you know, that was a month ago. And now I'm dealing with the situation today. I need to go back and listen to something on that. You know, I need to have it quick at my hands, something I can do. And 
So that's one piece of it. Uh, I think certain pieces of content also uniquely fit podcasts because listening uh, can really get it into our brains in a way sometimes that other things can't. Obviously, yeah. some things are visual uh, and you need video, which we also do video podcasts, but you know, it may, it may not every piece of training, you know, necessarily if it's an audio podcast, uh, yeah. but there's a lot that can be done with it. And so we're seeing that the accessibility, the fact that people are working in, you know, different locations remotely at home, uh, want to have some flexibility and the fact that people have so much screen time that they're also asking for, how can I get information without you know, while giving my eyes a break <laughs> sometimes. So yes. that's another <laughs> I think in the over the past two years it's something where, yeah. you know, we've all really reached screen fatigue sooner or later. It it does come and go, but that's such a big aspect of mm -hmm. how we work these days, right? So Yeah, definitely. And oh. time, I think between looking at the screen, but also, you know, there are things that are nice to have like interaction, a meeting, you know, people mm -hmm. kind of going back and forth. That makes sense. But there are just, again, other pieces of content that don't need yeah. that. And if if people don't have to be at a specific time on their computer, you know, yeah. then it, free, it frees them up a lot. So it, it adds yeah. a lot of flexibility. So it's really thinking about the employee's experience uh, when delivering, when delivering this and giving them, you know, and I just talked to a company the other week and they have technicians on the road and they said, oh, you know, we do a lot of video and even fact sheets, you know, that walk them through a lot of very technical things, but they are driving to a client and they're working on XYZ product that maybe yeah. they haven't dealt with in a while. If they could quickly listen, they're in the vehicle. You know, they at that point yeah. they need to just quickly listen and kind of go over the steps and remind them about how that that particular technology or whatever it is works. So there's just a lot of places it can fit. Absolutely. And I think we've all been there, right? Where sometimes that little refresh just helps bring back all of the knowledge that you actually know. <laughs> In the moment, you know, you know it, but it's it's something where I could see the application there. Absolutely, Shannon. You know, and especially with sales and presentations and things like that, you know, whether you're on the road or you're commuting now that uh, people are starting to go back to the office. And um, the application there is is really valuable, especially because that travel time or in between time where you're maybe not looking at a screen or you're in transit um, is really valuable. So I also want to want to go back a little bit because there's a lot to unpack. Uh, you really are a corporate podcast specialist. And within uh, micro learning, what are some trends that we've seen there with podcasting? Because I want to dive deeper a little bit there. Yeah, I, I think uh, two pieces of that. One is uh, potentially segmenting con content and also the way you, if you're making podcasts, we have a lot of companies that make a lot of different content. Sometimes they repackage, they segment it. They also uh, make sure to make it really clear so people can find it. So we have, uh, we always suggest, you know, really clear titles and descriptions for the episodes. So this enables people to get this mini chunk of learning, you know, that they need for their particular role. And so it may be, again, that they segment out certain podcasts to certain groups that really need it. They put together playlists. Uh, so maybe they take, you know, they're doing podcasts on multiple things and they take and pull a playlist uh, together that someone can grab from from for those certain things. So micro learning is just a, a short, very digestible piece of content, podcast or video, or I, a lot of people, I think, think of video for it because that's what's been used traditionally. But podcasts are a great 
I mean, they're a perfect fit uh, for it. And they, they enable someone to get that piece of learning that really relates to a very specific thing that they need to kind of do at the time. Uh, and it's that kind of just in time nature of things. So I think that's, that's a, an important piece of it. And then again, thinking about ways that they may take larger things of content and break it down. So we don't always yeah. think about when creating a podcast, we might think, oh, creating this thing, this new thing, but we might have something that's a larger podcast series. And then that some pieces of that can be repurposed for micro learning. So it can really yeah. be, podcasts can also really be efficient, not only to consume, but for the L&D team to maximize their time and efficiency without having to, you know, reinvent the wheel. So they can take those, you know, we had this great series on whatever, okay, that's great, but how do we continue to use that and, you know, take pieces out of that, you know, audio and have it so someone can listen to just that part of that and, and really digest it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think digesting things is really kind of what I'm getting from what you're saying and, and what we really talk about here at Podbean, right? You can absorb a certain amount of information, right? And then if it's a bite-sized chunk, you're going to remember it right? You're going to retain that information better as well. I think that's, that's so, that's so important when we're talking about how you want your audiences internally within your organization, your employees to really in incorporate and integrate a lot of that knowledge and learning as well, because you know, if, they, if, if we're not, if we're not integrating it, right. If it's not, if the, if the, the sponge of our brain <laughs> is yeah, absorbing yeah. things, right? It's something where, you know, it, it, it can be really hard to have an impact as well. Um, and I love what you also said about, you know, breaking down some larger content, because if you have great content within your organization, but maybe it's something where, you know, after 30 minutes, people just zone out. It's just too much. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And the, the thing with micro learning is it's, uh, as you said, to absorb it and then to be able to, it's kind of the concept is to absorb something, you know, small, small enough mm -hmm. and applicable uh, and then to apply it kind of immediately. Yeah. So that's, the, I mean, that's exactly what podcasts are great for. That's there. It's on demand content. That's, that's the thing, right? I mean, you can't, you do a training a while back and yeah. if you don't apply it for a while, it's, it's, um, you know, it can be difficult to, to, you know, to really put it into practice properly. And then also the, whether it's micro learning or larger things, uh, the power of the storytelling within podcasts is really great. Yes. For that sponge that you mentioned, you know, do, how do we sponge things up? Well, we sponge up stories. That's what our brain is yeah. geared towards as humans from the early days of humanity. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I think there's a, a statistic that I've heard you quote before about how we retain information through stories. So share that one again, Shannon, it's pretty valuable. Yeah, so I, I need to come up with a story around this so that my, you know, so that it's not ironic, but it's we're 20 times more likely to remember a fact as part of a story. So wow. in this in putting things in context instead of, you know, those bullet points mm -hmm. of a whole bunch of stats, you know, it's unlikely we'll remember those. But yeah, 20 times more more likely to remember a fact. So that's uh, yeah, I'm I'm I have to spend some time coming up with a more creative story to to give that fact yeah. in the future. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But that's true. And, and you know, we, we talk a lot about storytelling here at Podbean because publicly, you know, we host over 600,000 podcasts. We're one of the top podcast hosting companies globally. And it's really story that makes your content memorable and, and brings that emotional experience to your listeners. So 
Absolutely. That's such a big okay. aspect of it. And Shannon, you also touched on accessibility. So mm -hmm. I'd love for you to expand a little bit about that before we move on. Yeah, I think that podcasts, you know, as we've discussed, there's an accessibility factor just in the fact that people can uh, get them on demand and they can listen uh, on the go. And yeah. it also fits within a schedule and a day and different employee realities. Yeah. Uh, so that's one piece of it. The other piece is that it's not dependent, you know, if like most like our organization and many, we have people <laughs> spread across the world. Yeah. And therefore, if someone says, you have to be at 9 a.m. Eastern at this meeting. You know, it's great. It might be great for me and the team in New York, but it might be awful for, you know, teams that are in Asia who have to, you know, who it's the middle of the night for. Yeah. Um, so it really enables you to also give a, an equalization in terms of um, those kind of things th being delivered. Uh, and the other thing that we've seen that's been really exciting with accessibility is getting your internal experts involved. So everything is not just top down from the CEO or the leaders and or even from the L&D team. The L&D team can get you know, different experts within the organization involved. And particularly organizations have really tried with their podcasts and, and succeeded from what we've seen to bring in different voices, you know, so that this, you know, we're not just hearing again from the VP of so-and-so, yeah. you know, we're hearing from different employee stories about their, their realities and what they do and their success stories and things that others can learn from and develop. Uh, and we're able to, you know, tap into that in a, in a better way. Um, because also doing a podcast interview, what we've seen is that that is for many people a lot less, in, it, it has an intimidation factor, but it's less intimidating typically than saying you're going to speak at this big event or even video, even doing audio versus video. Sometimes the audio for people is, is less of an issue, more accessible. And so that's a way in telling them it can be edited, you know, we'll go through it, it can be edited <laughs> and prepping them. You know, we, a lot of our, our L&D podcasts talk about how they do the prep, uh, kind of the prep discussion and stuff like that. So it's been able to get more employee voices out there and tap into that expertise that they have or and the experiences that employees have because it's such a wealth, you know, the talent is such a wealth of a resource. Yes, absolutely. And I think when we're speaking about employee success stories like you touched on right whether it's sales and there's a particular feature of the product that if you showcase it you know in a specific way or in a even a specific sequence it can really help your clients understand your products better and you know really help with a sales strategy there's so many instances where sharing personal stories or success stories can help an entire team adopt tools and best practices really for sales yeah, strategy. For sure. I think it's really helpful, you know, hearing what other people have done and been successful with or even challenges. Uh, and then what's cool that we're seeing now, because talent development, learning and development is yeah. kind of a range from, from recruiting and bringing people in and onboarding them through developing them into their next role and giving them more skills and developing them into leaders. So they're at all of those places along the line, podcasts can really make sense. We've seen a lot of uses of onboarding. Now some of those very companies are taking that and saying, wow, we yes! have this collection of stories and we need to recruit people. Like it's a yes. big issue right now. And how are we going to get people in? Wow, we yes. can even take some of these internal podcasts and turn them either, either give 
certain people access or even make some of them public. And that way people can really see what kind of organization this is um, and want to join because there's a lot of, you know, oh, we're great, you know, we help you, we're a great organization and, you know, talent has a lot of yeah. options now. And But if they actually hear from employees about what really goes on in the organization, uh, it can attract them. So Absolutely. And hearing, you know, what the company culture is like in a lot of ways, because for a lot of organizations, you don't know until you work there. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I think having that, having that perspective and, and hearing those stories is so helpful and really also showcases some of the different experiences and work that people within your organization are doing because it's really the people that make up your organization. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that what that's what that role, you know, is all about supporting um, people in their growth and, you know, bringing the right people yeah. in and having that culture fit. So there's so many different ways. And I think, again, the storytelling, but also just voice in and itself, uh, in and of itself, hearing people's voices, uh, it, it is personalized in a different way. Then you can read an article in the company newsletter about an employee's story and it doesn't feel quite the same as hearing that employee being interviewed and, and hearing it straight from the person or, or hearing from a leader about what they think about the direction of the company or any of that kind of thing. Absolutely. And I think also, you know, we've spoken about this as well at Podbean, how our voices really carry emotion. Right? And so there, there's a vulnerability in the voice. You can't really hide. You know, it's not like you're on stage uh, and you're putting on makeup, right? It's really, it's really something where your emotion or your your tone is really going to come through. So that's also a really important aspect as well and really kind of showcases the the feeling that people have when they're working with an organization or when they're making a sale. Right? Yeah, right. So it's exactly. definitely something that really shares that that emotional experience as well within your organization. So we've spoken about what some companies are doing, but I want to talk about what are some real companies that are using podcasting now. Um, and what are some applications that we can talk about today? Sure. Yeah. And I'll just note here before we start that uh, for anyone that's watching the uh, Podbean website, we have a, an enterprise page and we can put the yeah. links in the in the notes here. And there's a resources tab. And under that, there's case there are case studies. And we have a few of these up there. So we're always adding more. Um, but a few of these that are that are in there that I'll note. Uh, one of our longtime clients that has been on some presentations with me uh, that has really done an amazing job with podcasts is uh, the company VMware technology company. And particularly, they are an organization that started with the sales training kind of need. They, that was specifically why they started doing podcasts. But they've done numerous types of podcasts over the years. Yeah. Uh, one of the ones that they so they had this ongoing sales training series and they mm -hmm. take them and also use it for onboarding so that's kind yeah. of a a, a long-term ongoing piece that's been really helpful for them but they also during the pandemic they made one i think it was called remote selling and it was to address that pandemic need so the big change all yeah. of a sudden that the salespeople were faced with, how do we do this? How do we do this yeah. well? We need information right now. Because they already had Podbean and they already made podcasts, it, that's what's nice about the very flexibility of, of creating and getting podcasts out there. They could quickly jump on that, yeah. create this podcast, get it out there. I mean, it didn't, it wasn't something where, oh, that's great, but you know, 
people needed it now. So they couldn't yeah. go into the process and, you know, four or five months from now, I'll get it out. They needed it right away. So they had that uh, nimbleness, you know, with having podcasts already in the organization to do that. And that was, a, you know, a, a series that isn't going on now because the need is, is you know, things have changed um, for how things are going on. But they did that. And then they also took a, they had an expert in-house who used to do mm. a sort of lengthy process of, I believe they were put out as sort of technical white papers. So it cost the organization a lot of money mm. and time because they did a process of writing and hiring technical editors and all of this kind of stuff and putting it out there. Yeah. Uh, and so he started doing them as podcasts. And it, uh, from what I have understood from VMware, it, uh, so it became sort of his full-time job. Uh, yeah. He really enjoyed it. The the end users liked it a lot better um, than yeah. reading these extensive white papers. They had the information yeah. at their hands. And it saved the company a lot of money comparatively because they didn't have to have this big team working on this more complicated product. Um, so VMware is one example. Uh, yeah. I think uh, another example that uh, I, I worked with uh, when they first uh, started, they came to us during the pandemic, is the Jostens. You might know them as the, I, I was thinking of school rings, class rings when I first met them, but they do a lot of other things related to schools and such. And again, yeah. a sales team, but they had a large change, obviously, in the pandemic. Yeah. So that's what spurred it on. Uh, and we do hear from a lot of people that, you know, change spurs on the desire for podcasts or hearing from employees. Yeah throws that on, um, but not just yeah. the pandemic. Um, but for them, they were able to, you know, again, get information. Their team felt a lot more disconnected um, because of the situation and felt this tremendous anxiety about how they were going to do their jobs differently. Yeah. So it, it gave them the tools they needed and also a lot of uh, connection um, in that. So it, was a, it became a really integral part of their L&D. And then what we find happens is even though maybe that situation isn't there anymore, it still becomes a valuable tool for those employees moving forward. So that's another thing. Yes, absolutely. And I think you know, when as an organization, you're investing so many resources into creating, you know, whether it's white papers or, you know, HR or learning development, it's something where, you know, utilizing those assets is so important, right? And, and also valuable to your organization, right? Because you're spending yeah. a lot of time and money to create, you know, those numbers and content and strategy and analysis. Absolutely. Yeah. And figuring out, I mean, in that case, they figured out a better, smarter and less expensive way to do it, you know, and um, it, that may not always be the case. Sometimes it may be it, spending some money, but making it more efficient. Sometimes it may be, you know, it, there's all different scenarios, but you have to think about why, you know, okay. why you're going to use it. And, and that makes sense. And then the other one other organization I'll mention, because they, again, have a, an interesting use case that comes to mind uh, is another longtime client of our slalom as a consulting company. And so they have people out and about, you know, yeah. dealing with clients on the road. And they, yeah. so they've also used it a lot in learning and development. A lot of their, a lot of theirs are based, are employee stories, employee interviews. And so some of what we talked about earlier, I was thinking about them uh, through that. But the cool thing is they've used it in some different ways. Uh, they really do a great job with doing these longer interviews and then, um, editing them down to shorter pieces to be really digestible. And then they have then taken that and really implemented it as part of onboarding. So people come in and really feel part of the organization from the start. And yeah. now what's exciting is they're the one I kind of mentioned earlier. Actually, we have quite a few 
companies doing the same move now, but mm. they're one of the ones that comes to mind where they're now taking these internal podcasts that they've had for their employees and their new hires, and they're picking certain ones and getting the permissions and all of that and kind of repackaging it to use it for recruiting and to show what it's like in the organization because they have these amazing stories and i mean if you if you know if we all listened we'd probably all want to work there because <laughs> we'd see how <laughs> you know we'd see their words in action because you know any organization can have a nice website and put a lot of words behind oh our organization really supports you and stuff but you can't you don't always believe it until you hear it from the employees so they're they're going to really i think i think it's going to be a great thing for them to use it in that new context too so uh there's yeah there's a lot of a lot of interesting things going on yeah a lot of really interesting applications of how podcasting is being used within organizations i mean it's really one of those things where when you look at operations and hr and management and how you know companies are structured and communication occurs podcasting has so many applications. It's it's just really mind blowing. <laughs> yeah, I think the other two things that I, uh, I hear about more and more that I think will be interesting is different ways of doing leadership development. Uh, again, because you can get it to more out to more people. Yeah. And can you know there's to really have that accessibility to develop leaders from because your leaders can come from all kinds of corners of the organization so podcasts can really help with that with giving people those tools and getting people engaged in where they want to move forward uh and then also diversity and and inclusion uh is something where uh we've also seen podcasts i know I was part of a panel a while ago and there was an organization, they specifically had a, a an initiative. And when they had that initiative, they were trying to figure out what they wanted to do. And they, some of it was gonna be, they were gonna do some external things to support things in the community, but they were like, we don't wanna just, you know, yeah, give money or go to a thing and you know then put our PR on it and like whoa how what do we want to do and that they came up with this idea and so in this they do again a lot of stories um, from individuals within the organization and a lot of a lot of projects around the initiative and they they use the podcast as a big part of that so there's a lot of different ways I think that will evolve over time. Yeah, and it really takes something like diversity and inclusion out of a performative space as well. So it really brings it into having a real impact within your organization, which is so important um, because you wanna make sure that everyone within your organization is included and represented. So it's definitely something where the application is really relevant. Um, so I wanna, I wanna pivot a little bit and get a bit nerdy, Shannon. <laughs> and talk about metrics a little bit. So with internal podcasting the metrics are different so first of all i just want to speak a little bit about external podcasting because mm -hmm. when you're when you're looking at podcasting metrics for a public podcast which is any public podcast you listen to on podbean apple podcast spotify if you're a podcaster you're not necessarily going to get the exact same numbers as you're going to get with internal so let's dive in there a little bit yeah i mean overall you will see uh you'll see the similar stats, yeah. but then we can see more. So the numbers that we usually talk about on podcasts are downloads. And yeah. the note I always make here, whether it's public or internal, is that a download isn't the same thing as the as you seeing the file download. Uh, so in podcasting, the, this, when you think, oh, but those people are streaming instead, it actually shows as a download. It's a progressive download. So the point being, 
download numbers in podcasting includes people that actually download the file yeah. and have it offline or stream it. So just to get that underway. So we have these general numbers, which are kind of broadly listening numbers. Like this file yeah. was, something was done with this file to right. the extent that we found it. So that's there. And and for internal, external, you can see those kind of broad numbers. So Yeah, and that's what, just how many people listened with our IAB stats, how many times the episode was listened to, but you're not getting real granular data. Right. And so that can be, that might be a useful metric to look at in terms of, you know, we have 10,000 employees, we have 1,000 people listening. So we're getting X percentage. How does that compare with other things? So it's kind of useful in that realm. It's very similar to probably what you have for other other content. If you put out a newsletter, you can kind of see how many people uh, opened yeah. it and how many people clicked. So this is, this is kind of comparative with that. Uh, and it is really important that you think about how, how that what you want in terms of those KPIs and uh, not comparing it necessarily to a public podcast or to getting 100% of people listening, but how it improves on past and other other tools. But then with podcasting internally, we also have a more granular metrics. So we have the ability to show in an episode uh, what the listening pattern is. So okay, we had 100 listeners, great, you know, this episode was downloaded 100 times. Uh, but what if everyone only listens to 50% of it? Right. Or the that's first really minute. To know. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. That's, that's very important to know. So these, uh, these, this user engagement intelligence that we have shows this pattern. So you can see what people skip, what they repeat, uh, how much they, the average engagement with the, the episode, which can then shape, really shape what you do to improve it potentially moving forward, what issues there might be if you see that, yeah, that's no, everyone dro dropped out after 10 minutes and we have a 30 minute episode. We, we either need to explore whether it needs to be shorter or whether the content got really boring or not useful at that point, uh, those things can help. And then depending on the situation with the, the data and the yeah. permissions, we can also have individual user level data given back. Um, but again, that um, because this is a unique situation, so if the, if the employer is, is you know, enabled to see that because of data protection and stuff, then they can get it. Obviously, normally with podcasting, we couldn't provide that because it would not it would go against data protection this right. is a unique situation where people have uh, permission with employees to see within your organization right and, yeah and so they they can actually and some of our companies use our api integrations to actually feed that back into their system so that we talked about learning management systems earlier we have uh, i know vmware is one but i think there's several uh companies that i can think of where they'll actually get credits uh you know for what they've what they've listen to what they've completed and it basically drops the data back into their system every day you know so that that information is updated easily without them having to manually uh, they could get it manually in podbean but they have it set up as an integration so, absolutely yeah. and i think with some of that individual user engagement intelligence it's within your organization you're as well so maybe there are some concepts that yep. are new within your organization or hard to grasp, <laughs> right? It's something where- they Yeah, and really... it can be an opportunity. Yeah, it can, right, exactly. Yeah, it, it can be a, be a real, real opportunity. opportunity to give them more information or, yeah, and to um, see if they need more and also to just see that, wow, that content seems to be really helpful. I mean, maybe there's some confusion mm -hmm. there, but also really helpful. And they're, 
L&D is getting so much so sophisticated. So with being able to track that data, they they can really tie things into what they're offering. And, and again, with micro learning, they could have, you know, a, a notification goes then to that that employee that says, hey, you know, we also have this training series on this, you know, we're going to have yeah. an upcoming in-person training on this if you want to get more into depth, if you need more, you know, and, and can Absolutely. provide all of that. So it's, it can be quite sophisticated. Yeah. I mean, it's something where seeing what the impact is within your organization, you can really track that back to the individual data. Um, and also, you know, it can help even on an individual level of, you know, knowing where to expand your library of content. Right. Right. As definitely. well. It can really help drive that content and, you know, drive where in your organization, I want to say like the holes are. Right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What information people is really resonating with people that they apparently need and they need more of. So it can really drive the content moving forward and small decisions about things like length and, you yeah. know, different uh, elements that we put into the podcast that maybe, wow, everybody loves that part. You know, they're repeating so we can make improvements. So it really makes you it makes it very easy to improve and grow the program by look by taking a look at that. Uh, and I think that more granular level is where that the beauty of that really is. Uh, yeah. And then when it comes to the overall numbers, uh, too, with podcasts, I think, again, it's it's really important to, we do get asked, oh, what's a good benchmark? You know, if our, if our, if we have 10,000 employees, what should we expect? Should 9,000 people listen? You know, what's, what's success? And there, you know, I hate these, it depends answers, but I always give them because yeah. I've had organizations where out of 10,000, if 1,000 listen, that's a tremendous success because no one was reading their newsletter, you know, <laughs> or yeah. employees, employees were very frustrated with uh, the time consumption of certain training. So those 1,000 were the ones that were really demanding it. And now they're very satisfied and you're going to keep those employees and you're going to keep them on track. So that's a success. Uh, for another organization, that number may not look great. So, you know, it's, it's really very relative. And uh, I think you, you recently interviewed a university that's one of our clients, Lehigh University, and they talked yes. about their numbers are small in terms of listeners, or seem small in terms of listeners, uh, but their size of the university is much smaller than some of the others that were talking about their numbers uh, with the person. And they realized, oh yeah, actually we have to compare those things. It's not a hard number, it's not, you know, 200 yes, isn't exactly. bad when you're tiny. Those, those things are, are key to look at uh, in terms of the overall stats too. Yes, exactly. Exactly, Shannon. And I think it's, you know, each organization is going to set the benchmark <laughs> for what success looks like. You know, when we're looking at KPIs, when we're looking at what impact you'd like to make within your organization with any kind of learning and development, HR initiative, training, really communications within your organization. It's it's really custom. Right? It's really a unique situation for each company. And so it's something where, you know, when you have the metrics in front of you and you can really see things grow, you don't necessarily maybe know what the impact is going to be going in. Or it's something where you know, maybe there is a segment of your employee population that is so underserved 
like some people within organizations just get really bad screen fatigue, right? So that percentage of people, whatever percentage it is, they are going to really appreciate that podcast, right? They're going to really appreciate that content. They're going to really appreciate those online training programs for a podcast, right? They're going to, you know, they're going to really appreciate being able to brush up on their sales strategy on the way to, <laughs> to a sales call, right? Or to a meeting. And so it's something where knowing how different people, how people learn differently and being able to serve the needs of those people within your organization is huge. Yeah. 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 And it all, it all comes down to thinking about initially why, why you're doing the podcast. And then, so not thinking of a why, and then all of a sudden trying to measure something different, you know, if you have that specific why. And then, as you mentioned, the other thing is it, because podcasts allow you to be very nimble, it can change. So if you're finding something's really successful and something else isn't, it's very easy when you have, especially once you've already set up Podbean as a platform and you've set up the podcasting kind of concept within your organization, it's very easy for other departments to start doing podcasts, uh, to, to get new podcasts going, also to say, this isn't working or it needs to be changed and you haven't spent, uh, you know, millions of dollars on creating this full program. And it's also why we tell people, you know, you might create a series in advance and you might want to plan, you certainly want to plan ahead so that you're not scrambling at the last minute, but you don't need to sit down and make all the podcasts you're ever going to make today (laughs) so that you can change and, and develop over time. Okay. Hi, Shannon. Hi. Can you hear me now? Sorry. I think I think we lost you for a second. Anything can happen with live. Sorry. Please continue. <laughs> oh, no worries. You froze for a second there, but um, yeah. No, I think that that uh, uh, is you know one of the beauties of podcasting is that it can it can develop as it needs to and and can change. So every client we've had for a long time that's working with podcasts and leadership and learning and development has made changes. Uh, over time. And a lot of that has been going into new podcasts, adding things as they need to, uh, rethinking, you know, re-strategizing, all of that. So it's it's very easy to do that. And, and our platform makes it easy yeah. to really manage all that and let different people be involved, which is another thing with accessibility is having actually having different people contribute and different departments be yeah. able to use podcasting is cool because, again, everything doesn't need to come always from leadership and everything also doesn't need to come from a necessarily from oriented from the learning and development department or from you know this again there there might be uh, individual departments that can contribute in a lot of ways so that's what makes it cool (laughs) no absolutely and i think it's something where when we're looking at you know because we're podcast nerds here at podbean (laughs) i just sometimes i just have to you know remind everybody we're we're big podcast nerds here but it's something where you know at podbean we really love seeing that seed of a moment of hey this additional department within our organization would really benefit from having a podcast and then watching it grow and then hearing from the client how it's expanding and how the experience and impact within the organization you know takes off it's it's so exciting and and what we also say is you know podcasting is is 
so exciting that everybody really wants to get on board. <laughs> so. Yeah, definitely. And we can, we're glad we have a lot of resources and we're glad to share if anyone ever wants to contact us and reach out if they're saying, yeah, but how do we do that? And what do we need? Yeah. You know, we, we yeah. sometimes get questions about, you know, well, well yeah. we consider relatively simple things about equipment and stuff, but it, it really is easy to let that, uh, let that grow and make it, you know, this does yeah. not have to be uh, super complicated. And a lot of times you have the stuff, you know, the, the, this kind of stuff, you know, already within your organization. And especially if you're producing good, useful content, uh, sometimes you, the audio piece doesn't need to be as complicated uh, as people might think. So there's not, there really aren't, don't need to be a lot of barriers. There's all different ways you can do it. So, and we're, we're here to be a resource uh for that so whether you're using podbean now thinking about it or not even thinking about using us which i hope you would be but even if you're not we have a linkedin group where people can share information and we are glad yeah. to share different resources to hopefully get you going and make it easy yes absolutely and we'll have all those links in the uh in the description of our live stream here today <laughs> Um, it's something also where if you ever want to know more, you can just go to podbean.com slash enterprise. And if you ever have questions directly for us at the team here for our Corporate Podcasting Smarter and Podcasting Smarter series here with resources, best practices, and tools, please reach out to us at podcastingsmarter at podbean.com, which I'll also have here in the description. So if you ever have any questions, we are here for you. So Shannon, just to kind of wrap up, um, you know, we've talked pretty much about the entire process of podcasting through an organization from the idea to that manifestation of having podcasting integrated into learning, development, training. And within a lot of the organizations that we've seen, we've talked a little bit about the impact uh, that podcasting has had with some organizations that we've worked with. Um, but overall, can you just kind of break down like, you know, the top, top three or five bullet points maybe of, you know, we talked about stories, how you remember things, but let's, let's do bullet points of, um, of those impacts that we've seen within organizations and the real world results that a lot of these organizations have had. Yeah, I think that probably the number one has been the accessibility of information that people need on demand, uh, you know, at their fingertips. Yeah. So whether it is the micro learning we talked about or the onboarding has been a big one that we've heard of a lot of results with that they've seen a significant difference. And that's a, it's a bit quantitative. Uh, qualitative, not quantitative, because yeah. it's them hearing from the people that did it. I know one of the organizations, yeah. they do a little quiz afterwards. They make it, they don't make it punishing. They make it uh, rewarding. They do little fun prizes, but it's a way yeah. to test that how it, how the information really gets across. And so they have, they have that quantitative data that shows people are getting the information, but also qualitatively they're hearing from those employees that they feel very differently than they have when they joined other organizations because of having those podcasts. So that's, so that and other examples, I think is, is quite, uh, quite often what we hear uh, from people. And then I guess number two is probably the ability to uh, be, you know, be flexible with people's, uh, with employees, uh, work situations, yeah. environment on the go, uh, that kind of stuff. So the flexibility, I mean, I guess that's kind of accessibility too. Uh, and then the other piece that I, you know, often talk about relates to that storytelling is that the, 
to yeah. the medium of podcasting itself. So not the ease of deliverability and the ease of access, yeah. but the actual power of the voice and the stories and what you can do with that. Uh, and that's where, again, it comes down a lot to creating the content. And, uh, and, and again, we have resources and ideas if people need it. But a lot of these teams of L&D teams, are, that's, that's their skill set. So it's, it's a natural thing for them to take the skill set they have about creating yeah. trainings and storytelling and putting it into podcasting, but being able to be uh, nimble with it and being able to put uh, repurpose things and all of that. Um, and then I'd say another piece that's, uh, you know, really uh, great about podcasting and where people are seeing the results is that ability to easily be flexible and manage and to analyze the yeah. data. I think yeah. compared to some other kinds of content, the data is, is a bit better uh, in terms of what you can get, certainly versus things that are reading, you know, uh, and uh, so that, you know, that that data can be really helpful in improving and changing, but just being able to do a, at the moment, you know, the VMware example podcast when the pandemic hit and they needed this kind of resource, uh, I think that there wasn't really a better option than podcasting there for, for them to be able to meet that need. So, um, yeah, it's got a lot of flexibility and uh, we're just seeing so many different uses. So if you think of yeah. something that might be an idea about podcasting or even, you know, sometimes I'll have people say to me, no, we haven't done anything with podcasting. It doesn't really fit our organization. But as we talk more about what they're working on and their employee yeah. situation, I always think like, oh, yeah, there's actually, some. it doesn't do everything, it doesn't fit every need, but a lot of times there are as yeah. you said, holes, holes that could be filled. Uh, that yeah, could really help. or gaps. Yeah, gaps in yeah. learning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, within an organization. Well, thank you, Shannon Martin, our Director of Communications here at Podbean, for joining me here today. This has been such a rich conversation, and for everyone out here who's joined us today, whether you've joined us live or in the replay, uh, we'll have all of the links here in the uh, description. I want to say show notes <laughs> because yeah. this episode is also going to be on our Corporate Podcasting Smarter um, podcast as well. Um, but we'll have all of those links here to our Podbean uh, LinkedIn group, which is really helpful as well. Our LinkedIn, our enterprise site where you can learn all about Podbean's corporate podcasting and read a lot of those case studies have really proven the value of podcasting within so many different organizations. Thank you for joining us for this conversation on Corporate Podcasting Smarter. If you have any questions, want to hear more about our business solutions or get in touch, please reach out to us at podcastingsmarter at podbean.com. Thanks so much and happy podcasting.